1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.
0: Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Long. Hosted by Sparky Fiper and Ryan Horvath.
1: Hey, it's Sparky Fiper time for another edition of Curd and Long. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, and follow me on Twitter at Sparky Rating, and follow Ryan Horvat of BetMGM tonight, part of the BetQL Network. Check him out weeknights with Trisha Crick and Nick Ashu. Follow him on Twitter at Ryan Horvath. and of course, his Saturday college football program, Saturday mornings, 8 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, if you are in the Milwaukee area, you can listen to it on 12:50 a.m. The Fan Saturday mornings. Now, of course, tailgate to kickoff uh, with our guy Ryan Horvat. One-hour program, very informative, a lot of fun, and he'll make you some money. Uh, along the way. All right. So, the first curtain long program of the week I recorded on Tuesday, uh, and Ryan had some previous commitments, couldn't make it. Uh, so, I was able to vent for 30 minutes uh, about Packers fans, Packers media, and the like. Uh, and now, uh, today on Wednesday, as we record, uh, Ryan now will have his uh, opportunity uh, to react to what he saw. Uh, between the Packers and the Raiders. I will shut off my mic and let him go until he is done. Feel free to take as long as you would like. And then uh, we can go back and point counterpoint a little bit. And then we got some other stuff on the agenda from what Matt LaFleur had to say yesterday, uh, late yesterday afternoon at his press conference uh, on, uh, well, that'd be Tuesday afternoon's press conference that happened after I recorded Curt and Lung. So, Ryan Horvat, it's all you, buddy.
2: Yes. Yes. It is good to be back. I. Uh had my birthday on Monday and then my wife's birthday is on Tuesday, but we had plans and then we didn't, we didn't get to execute those plans though, because my son, I was, I was actually field dad for a uh, field trip. And so I was, uh, with my son, got to check out the Washington Monument for like the forty fifth time on Tuesday. So I
1: played uh I played a concert in front of said Washington Monument when I was younger, uh, with my marching band. We played in Washington we played uh in D C for like a week in front of like the Lincoln Memorial, Washington Monument, all over D C we played. Yeah.
2: So yeah, and it's always a good time, right? But like um if you live here, um Yeah, it gets old. You know, you, you get yeah. old. Over- You get over it really quick. Anyway, let's uh, let's take a look at the good. Let's start with with, with the good, right, with the Monday Night Football loss to the Las Vegas Raiders, which is pretty disappointing. You know, I mean, the Raiders were favored in the game, so the market was kind of telling you something. They're not believers in the Packers, which is crazy because, like, a lot of people did like Green Bay coming into the season just a couple weeks ago. Everybody from Colin Cowherd to Skip Bayless was in love with Jordan Love. Now Jordan Love can't play football. And this is kind of what I predicted coming into the season was there would be some good. There would be some really bad. There'd be some bad. There'd be some good. There'd be a whole lot of up and down, you know. Um, What was good, I guess, on Monday, Rasul Douglas played pretty good. Give him some flowers. Um, You know, Rudy Ford played all right. That was the best game that we've seen from A.J. Dillon all season long. He kind of carried the offense. Um, You know, still nothing really explosive, but if A.J. Dillon gave you that every week, I'd have no problem with A.J. Dillon or the play calling. Rashawn Gary is solid, but I think um, Andy Herman had a really good tweet. You know, you watch Max Crosby, though, and there's just a difference right now. And Rashawn Gary, like, let's also look at it like this. He's young, and he's coming off a torn ACL. I think he's only going to get better. But, man, if he could just have it click like that, you know, Max Crosby is – I, I wish he could get traded because he deserves to play for a contender. Because you watch the way that he gets after the quarterback, he plays hard on every single down. He doesn't take downs off. It's the kind of guy that should be playing on a winning team, and the Raiders just aren't a winning team. Uh, but I thought Rashawn Gary played all right. Um, you know, Kingsley played all right. Other than that, man, I was looking at the passing grades, and it doesn't mean everything, but I'm looking at Pro Football Focus right now, and I'm looking at the week uh, five numbers. Jordan Love, quarterback number thirty. The only quarterbacks that graded out worse than Jordan Love were Dak Prescott, who we all saw that game against San Francisco. Unfortunately, I bet the Cowboys lost a bunch of money on that one. Uh, Russell Wilson, and then Bailey Zappi, who came in for relief. Jordan Love, uh, not great. And Matt Lafleur again, not great. Didn't love the play calling. But here's the thing: like Jordan Love, this is the stuff that worried me a little bit at Utah State. You know, and this is why. I wanted to see Jordan Love get drafted into a different situation. I'm not a Jordan Love hater. I just think Jordan Love's ceiling could be like Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff. Not, I hate game manager because those guys are really good quarterbacks. You know what I mean? Like I think Kirk, Kirk Cousins. I think Jordan Love could be the quarterback of an 11-12 win team. I don't know if it's this team if the play calling doesn't get any better. So I think this loss is on Matt LaFleur. It's on Jordan Love. It's on the entire offense. I thought the defense actually played pretty well. It's so easy just to throw Joe Barry under the bus, but – I actually thought that the defense played pretty well, and I agree with what Jair said. You know, the offense is is young, so maybe the defense has to be a little bit better. They got to take away the football more, but you know I don't I still don't love the scheme from Joe Barry, but I just come to expect that every single week. i didn't I didn't hire the guy, you know what I mean? but just we we can't just call for people's heads every week. Um, I thought the defense did their job. So with offense, though, with Jordan Love, he's not a rookie, and this is why I wanted to see Jordan Love get drafted into a different situation because this isn't nineteen ninety three where guys sit and they wait for four or five years. You know, yeah, that worked for Aaron Rodgers. And I'm really sick of the Aaron Rodgers comparisons. Oh, Aaron Rodgers had a bad game in 2009 as well. He threw three interceptions. Please go back and watch that game against Tampa Bay that everybody's referencing because he injured his throwing shoulder, and he still almost led them back in that game. They're down 20-6. to He throws a ridiculous touchdown pass, and then he goes over to the sideline holding his shoulder. Like, this isn't a knock on Jordan Love. He's not Aaron Rodgers. He's never going to be Aaron Rodgers. He's not Brett Favre. He's never going to be Brett Favre. That's why I kept telling everybody, appreciate these things while you have them. Hall of Fame quarterback pledge. I'm not saying Jordan Love's not going to be a good quarterback, man. I think Jordan Love will be better off though if he got to play right away. Because now everybody's making excuses. Or here's the thing. Either Jordan Love sucks, worst quarterback. And I'll joke and like say, hey, maybe I was right about Jordan Love, you know, when I said he's a project. And You know, or Jordan, like the Jordan Love defenders. But it's just, this isn't his rookie year, Sparky. It's not his second year. You know what I mean? Like he knows the offense. And here's what's so, why I'm pissed. You know, if that was against the Baltimore Ravens, or if that was against the San Francisco 49ers, and he throws three picks, whatever. You go down fighting, man. I mean, a couple of those interceptions were just so bad. And it's the kind of nonsense I saw at Utah State, where it's like, what are you looking at? And, you know, Matt LaFleur is on the sideline. What are you looking at? Also, you know, there were a couple times where he was under pressure, right? Like there's a hand in his face, and he's just trying to make a play for the offense. And But I just it's, – it's, it's, you can't really make excuses for him because he's not a rookie. It's not his second year. And, again, like the the concerning thing is that's the Raiders. That's the Las Vegas Raiders, three interceptions. And you had extra time to prepare for that game. Like what have you been doing? For the last 10 plus days, we've been breaking down that Lions game for what seems like a month now. What the hell have they been doing? So to see the same nonsense again, right now, I've always been a LaFleur guy. I don't want LaFleur fired. You can't you can't fire a guy that won 13 games, three consecutive seasons, right? And hasn't had a losing season. Even last year, they, they were one game away from being in the playoffs, but he sucks right now. It, it's so easy just to throw Joe Barry under the bus, and now he—and that's the other thing. Like now, all of a sudden, he's going to throw Joe Barry under the bus and say the defense this and the defense that. No, man, you're in charge of the offense, or you know your coordinators are, but Stenovich is, and uh, they—they got to get it going though, because that's that's a tough watch, and that's the Las Vegas Raiders, man. That's a bad football team. That's a team that I thought was going to be. Tanking for Caleb Williams or Drake May. Now I'm questioning whether I want my team to tank for Caleb Williams or Drake May. So I, this is going to be just kind of the story this season, I think. I do expect Jordan Love to play much better next week because now the pressure's on. Now the eyeballs are on. Now people are questioning if he's good. And I'm not saying he's bad, but I'm saying he's still a project. And I was just hoping maybe for a little bit more because, like, when Mahomes took over, and, and Jordan Love's not Mahomes, man, but when Mahomes took over for Alex Smith, he was Mahomes right away, and they were in the AFC Championship game, and then the next year they won a Super Bowl. Do you think the Packers are close to being in the NFC Championship game or a Super Bowl? Did you watch that Dallas-San Francisco game? Or have you seen the Eagles play? Do you think the Packers are anywhere close to that level? You saw Jalen Hurts, what he did, year one, year two. Do you think Jordan Love's that good? Is Jordan Love, could he do what Brock Purdy's doing in San Francisco right now? Yeah, he looked good against Chicago, and he looked good for a quarter against the Saints. Other than that, incomplete grade for me so far and i wanted to see more so i'll be the bad guy everybody could come at me on social media i'm not going to pander anymore it's it's a tough product like i love watching football watching the packers right now seems like a chore done yeah that's that's what i got
0: passion drive and patience your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: Okay, so I'm going to see if I can remember everything you said uh, and try and counter everything you said uh, as we go here. First off... Uh, Let's first start uh, with the fact that you said, what the hell have they been doing? It's been like 10 days. What were they doing? Well, uh, as was pointed out on the broadcast, and then was pointed out by Matt LaFleur after the game on the postgame press conference, first it was Troy Eggman pointing out on the broadcast that on Saturday is pretty much when Aaron Jones re-injured himself. Uh, and that is when they realized that they had to change their entire game plan going into Monday's game. Up until that point, the game plan, as always, was focused around Aaron Jones, and apparently on Saturday, he felt something, uh, as LaFleur said, uh, and then him and Goody uh, and the training staff all said, it's not worth it, we have a bye week, we're just going to sit him. He said Jones wanted to play, obviously, uh, but they weren't going to let him. So they changed, at that point, he then had to change the game plan and go with A.J. Dillon, and you know as well as I do, A defense defending A.J. Dillon versus Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon is completely different. That's the first point. The second point is, as you referenced earlier uh, in this podcast about Max Crosby, it it blows my mind, Ryan Horvath, blows my mind. In the post-game press conference with Matt LaFleur, nobody... To the best of my knowledge, and I've asked several times on social media, nobody to the best of my knowledge ever asked about the horrible offensive line play. Nobody ever asked about, hey, is Rasheed Walker going to still be the left tackle after the bye week? Uh, Are there considerations for changing the offensive line because Rasheed Walker stunk out loud for the second straight week. Now again, Hutchinson and Crosby, two of the best. No question. But if you're going to continue to run him out there, then you have to change protection schemes. You have to give him a ton of help. There has to be a lot more going into this and he wasn't the only issue. Myers in the middle was having problems. Running and Zach Tom on the right side weren't anything anything to get excited about. That offensive line sucked for the second straight week and gave up a lot to Jordan Love. And then they had the Lafleur press conference Tuesday afternoon. And does anybody ask about it? I can't find a single quote about the offensive line or about Rasheed Walker. During the game, I tweeted out Rasheed Walker better not come out in the second half. I've seen enough. Like, put Josh Nyman in there. Maybe it's the same result, but you can't continue to run the same guy out there that completely is overwhelmed. Could he be something good in two or three years? Sure. If you want him to learn how to play on the offensive line at of tackle, fine. Then let him play right tackle so Jordan Love can see when he gets beat and has a chance to at least escape out of there, but having him on the blind side is not helping anybody. Then, again, this this to me, you can say Jordan Love didn't play well, and I'm not going to disagree with you, but to have a, a firm take of, well, this is it, Jordan Love sucks, let's move on, which I saw all over social media, just like the fire Joe Barry guys, and To that point on Joe Barry, as I I said uh, in the first Curlone podcast this week, 17 points. You should be able to win with 17 points. And LaFleur in the postgame press conference said the same thing. He's like, I thought the defense played fine. He's like, you have to be able to win games if you're able to hold the other team to 17 points. And it was literally 10 points until that last drive. They had Devontae stopped to one target through, what, three and a half quarters of football for 12 yards Joe Barry should deserve some credit on that one for slowing him down. Yes, I know. The inopportune play where Preston Smith is matched against him. And as Matt LaFleur said, yeah, could they have checked out of that defense? Sure they could have. But in reality, when Devontae Adams was on the Packers, you saw that happen from time to time too where Adams got matched up against the linebacker and the other team's defense was screwed. So it happens from time to time. It is what it is. I, I don't think that's necessarily uh, all on Joe Barry. But again, that's one play of an entire game, even if you were to put that all on Joe Barry at the end. I think it's very, very difficult to look at this deal here uh, with Jordan Love. And I put it on the 1250 uh, Twitter handle on Tuesday and just said, do you think Jordan Love has been uh, you know, given what he needs to succeed? Uh, and I think it was 75 or 80% of the votes were no. I mean, his whole team hasn't been his whole team for the first five weeks. His supposed number one wide receiver, Christian Watson, has been out a majority of the time. Jones can't stay on the field. His all-pro left tackles played, what, a game. And he's gone for the year now. I mean, this is nothing like what Aaron Rodgers had when he came in. This is nothing like Brett had. In fact, it's probably closer to Brett because they were in the middle of a complete rebuild uh, when Brett Favre took over. He had a bunch of just has-beens and never would be's that he had to try and make a go with. That's one thing. Rodgers had a a complete offense waiting for him when he stepped into that role. He didn't have to go through all this nonsense that Jordan Love is having to go through, which in my opinion makes it way, way more difficult for Jordan Love to try and figure this thing out. Again, he didn't play well. I'm not making excuses for him. I'm just saying there's a hell of a lot more going on at this point than just to pinpoint Jordan Love and go, dude, you suck, uh, and you got to figure it out. There's way more going on here than just Jordan Love.
2: And you'll never hear me say that Jordan Love sucks because he's an NFL quarterback and he can make throws that a lot of guys in this league, even the good no, quarterbacks, no, no, can't make. No, no, right? no. Stop.
1: Nathan Peterman but, sucks. He's an NFL quarterback. I mean, there are, there are certain guys you can say suck that play in this league.
2: Oh yeah, but like c- certain guys are just good backups because they'll they'll give you a good look on scout team and and they'll hold a clipboard. Like there's a reason that Cam Newton's not in the league, right? Like he still he'd be a great backup because if you need somebody to go in there for a quarter, he could still play a little bit. Even though he can't throw the football twenty yards down the field, the problem is he's he's not going to hold the clipboard and be the the scout team guy. He wants right. to still be the man because he's been the man before. But no, I mean, like I'm not ripping Jordan Love. I don't. I, I don't. I just problem is like he's coming after Aaron Rodgers, and uh, I who's know coming after? Like, oh,
1: you mean physically, not coming at him in the media, but you're saying just physically coming no, after? No, no, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. Coming
2: yeah. after him. I'm sorry, right. like he's he's replacing a man, yeah. like in – Here's here's what people don't understand because like Rodgers had kind of a down year for Rodgers, but like that's a elite level of quarterback play. There, I think Aaron Rodgers is the greatest to ever do it. Sure, Brady is going to have the rings and stuff, but I think Rodgers is the best. Really quick, because um, it's so easy just to throw Rashid Walker under the bus. Completely agree, though. Did not play very well. Don't don't really think he should be out there though. He's forced into action. Correct. Um, Elton Jenkins comes back. Granted, he missed two games, um, but the offensive line right? They didn't allow a single sack or a quarterback hit, but they gave up 13 pressures. Here's me defending Jordan Love Lepr- for his performance. 13 pressures on 34 dropbacks this season. They're 13th in pass blocking efficiency. So they're not the offensive line that they were for Aaron Rodgers. Completely agree. You know, they're not top 10, but they're not terrible. I will say who was terrible though. It's other than Rashid Walker, Elton Jenkins, his first game back, right? He gave up three pressures, I know it's just pro football focus, but a 59.1 overall grade for the money that he's making, and he's your all-pro left guard, he gave up three pressures himself. So it's easy to throw the young guys under the bus, but when you see the veterans, you know what I mean? Like last year, we'd call out Kenny Clark. Let's call out Elton Jenkins when he sucks. He had sure. a couple of these performances the last couple of years, man. That's what I'm saying. Frustrating right now. Still love him, the team, but there's like a couple guys that I'm just like really questioning when I watch them. You know, there's certain guys, I watch them, and I can tell they want to be out there. Preston Smith has no business ever defending Devontae Adams in the slot. Joe Barry should be, you know what, I defended Joe Barry. Now he needs to be thrown off a cliff because you never, ever do that. And I'm not defending it. I don't want to hear the explanation because I've seen the same nonsense. Anybody that pays attention has seen this nonsense, Preston Smith, in coverage. My son's 10. He knows that Preston Smith, the big guy, number 91, that's pushing 300 pounds, should never be defending the best wide receiver in the league ever, 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 ever. But every year we see this nonsense. I saw him defending Debo Samuel a couple years ago in a playoff game. I don't want to hear, you know what I mean? I don't want to hear this stupid explanation or see the stupid video or hear the stupid quote from Joe Barry. Fix it. But I'm going to blame, like, Gutikins Again, I'm not saying Jordan Love sucks, and I know everybody's going to run and defend Goot for the two, three good moves that he made. When is everybody, like, when is he going to be held accountable for his guys not being able to play football? It's going to be two more years. And also, because Devontae got shut down in this game. I mean, he just didn't get used in this game, let's be honest. But you're talking about, yeah, Jordan Love doesn't have this to work with. He's set up for failure. Here, and, and hold on, i got to say one more thing about LaFleur. But he, Jordan Love can have Devontae Adams if Goot would have just made him the highest-paid wide receiver yep. and just taken care of that deal a couple of years ago. He didn't get it done. True. So So that's my problem, man. Like boots so sold on his guys. None of them are any good. A.J. Dillon's his guy. He's not any good. This defense sucks. It's easy to blame Joe Barry. I don't know that any coordinator in the like just comes in and these guys learn how to tackle. So I'm sorry. Like The safety play is not good. I like Ruby Ford. I don't know that he's a starting safety on a Super Bowl contending team. Darnell Savage is giving effort this year. Now he's hurt. I mean, this is just like none of these guys are working out. I like Jair. None of the other guys, Sean Gary I like, but All these other guys are just Jags. They're just other guys. Quay's really good, uh, or I think he's going to be a player. But I don't know, man. I just – I think you kind of got to hold good accountable. And then really quick, another thing that you said, and it's not you driving me nuts, but it's him driving me nuts, LaFleur with the nonsense, man. And, and like, so the scripted stuff's always great with LaFleur. used to always be great. Not great anymore. It's the Rodgers offense again. Where's the pre-snap motion? It was so easy to throw Rodgers under the bus, all the haters. But now it looks like the same offense, man. It's the shot plays. Jordan loves running the same nonsense Rodgers had to run. Now we understand why Rodgers was pissed off all the time. But, I mean, like with LaFleur, last year it would be Christian Watson, rookie. Like this is what Aaron Rodgers was dealing with. Rookie gets hurt on the first drive, and then LaFleur goes – you know, galaxy brain. He's like the robot just that got wet. You know what I mean? Like discombobulating. And then he goes to the podium after the game in tears and he's like, well, eh, we had 80% of our plays were drawn up for Christian Watson. And this is the same thing in these playoff games, man. Like when he has to make adjustments, when he has to make big decisions, he folds, you know, he's the nerdy football guy that, yeah, like the stuff on the, uh, on the, on the paper is good. But when he has to make the decisions, you know, when I used to say the same thing about Kyle Shanahan, but now he's improved so much. I just I don't know that he's Shanahan. Has he improved, because,
1: or did he get Christian McCaffrey? I mean, which is
2: it? I well, mean, and some well, of it is about no, he got a superstar I mean, on so, offense. Kyle, Kyle beats beats Lafleur's ass every single time. Lafleur beat him one time. It was in a regular season game, so I don't I don't even want to hear that. But no, I mean, like, uh, but anytime, time last year, it was Christian Watson would get knocked out, and then nothing else was was there. This week it was Aaron Jones. It's always an excuse. And I don't want to hear the Aaron Jones stuff because I've seen this movie. I've seen this movie more than The Departed and more than Goodfellas, which is on A&E every Saturday night. It's Aaron Jones gets five touches, and all five of them come when the Packers are already down three scores. Don't give me the nonsense, LaFlower.
1: All right, Ryan Horvath is all fired up. Now let's talk a little bit about something else that came up Tuesday during the press conference. LaFleur talked about the fact that they need to find an offensive identity of some sort to build around coming out of this bye week when they play the Denver Broncos. My question to you is, what should the identity be? How should they build this offense now going forward?
2: That's the million-dollar question because I don't know if the quarterback's good. Um, I don't know which receiver is good, you know, which one can stay healthy. I don't know how healthy Aaron Jones is. The offensive identity should be, I mean, look at what Miami does, right? Like LaFleur comes in, and we think he's this genius because he has Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. But, like, look what Mike McDaniel's doing. And, sure, you got Jalen Waddell. You got Tyreek Hill. But the Packers have a bunch of speed. I don't they know do. what they really have in these guys, Spark, but they have Jaden Reed, who's very, very fast. I've watched him yep. play college football. They have Christian Watson, who's very, very fast. I know that he struggles to stay healthy. Dude, even if he's not being targeted 10 times, he's got to be one of the better decoys in the league because of how big and tall he is and how fast he is. You have Dobbs. He's your possession guy. Musgraves needs to – here's another defense of Jordan Love. Catch the damn ball, dude. You know – Um so, you have all these weapons. You have all this speed. Get creative. You know, run some spread. Use this pre snap motion. Have a gadget guy. Run the football. Use Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones should be used the way that the Saints were using Camara before they, like, discovered Taysom Hill and tried to make him a thing for whatever reason. I'm talking 22 to 25 touches. I know he's small, and I know he's on this pitch count. That's what everybody wants to talk about this pitch count. I'm so sick of You're paying $11 million to a guy on a. I want to swear so bad on this podcast and make it not bad. You're paying $12 million for a running back and he's on a pitch count. Since yeah. He's got two more years left. He's nah. got two more years left in the league. He's going to no, be he done. He's a running back.
1: He's going
2: to be done. So, so I don't want to hear about this pitch count, right? If you don't want to run him into the ground, 22, 25 times, completely understand. He's not that type of running back. Anyway, why should Aaron Jones not have six to 10 receptions? Agreed. Every Single. Frickin. Weak. Dude, like, run this stuff. I don't care that the flea flicker stuff and and the nonsense didn't work on fourth and two. Find better ways to use it. Run it again. Run it with real humans, not A.J. Dillon. You know, try out a different running back. I watch college football. I I see these kids in the Mac and stuff. There's probably a billion dudes out there right now that aren't even on an NFL roster, that are on somebody's practice squad. I don't want to hear this Patrick Taylor and this A.J. Dillon stuff, and oh, we didn't have Aaron Jones. Dude, there's other running backs. You just worked out James Robinson. I don't think he's very good anymore. Find yourself one of them. Keep working these guys out. Goot should not be allowed to go home and eat dinner with his family the same way that I'm not. He should be every single night. He should be on that practice field. He should be out and walk a shot. Try all these guys out because I'm so sick of watching A.J. Dillon. And he's coming off of one of his better performances. I'm not saying you got to cut him. Like, but he doesn't need, he, he don't need 18, 20 touches per game. I promise you that.
1: Well, that that is something that I I brought up as well and I brought up on Twitter. Like, right now, you look at that draft in April, offensive tackles in the first round, because there's going to be a bunch of them. Um, And then after that, then it's running back, offensive tackle, running back. Maybe that's your first four picks. I don't know. Something along those lines. You need multiple tackles, and you need multiple running backs, I think, right now in next year's draft, because I don't think Aaron Jones is back. I don't think Bakhtiari is back. Uh, And they're going to have to find replacements for both of them and continue to get even younger on offense than they are already.
2: I gotta be honest. If they win, how many games are you projecting the Packers to win right now? How optimistic are you on this season? I was, I'm going to say something. I was going to ask. Take for
1: that was going to be the third topic. Was you know have you changed your predictions? Uh, and I, I will simply say I've not changed my prediction. I said seven to nine to begin the year, and I'm still at seven to nine wins. Uh, so that's where I'm at.
2: I feel like. Like, the Packers right now are what the Chicago Bulls are in the NBA, but the Bulls, like, but in the difference is everybody makes the playoffs in the NBA. And the Bulls are but older. like, the Bulls have – well, right, right, right. The Packers is not – like, this is – hold on. Let me – this is not a good comp, actually, because DeMar – yeah, you're right. The Bulls are old as hell. Packers are the youngest. Vucevic is older.
1: DeRozan's older. Yeah, they have older guys. But
2: yeah. But, but my point is they're a middle-of-the-road team where they're going to win 43-44 games. They're going to be a playing team. They're going to get beat, but they're going to play competitive, and then they're going to get a crappy draft pick. And I feel like that's what the Packers are destined for these next couple of years, right? Like, So I'm not going to change my prediction because I projected seven to eight wins yep. coming into the season. That doesn't get you Drake May or Caleb Williams. And I'm not saying, like, you need one of those guys, but if this team's not going to be good, this is the year not to be good. So if they're a 3-4 win team, then I don't think it's going to get that bad. No, But if they were a 3-4 win team, hold on. And, they, and let's say, like, because... Arizona's competitive Green Bay has what one more win than Arizona right now so let's say that they finish only with three four wins it gets really bad doesn't get any better you still don't get uh, them and,
1: you still don't get them the Bears it, are gonna own the top two picks because Carolina may not win a game so they're and the what if the Bears like Justin Fields what about the Bears
2: what if they like Justin Fields
1: oh so you say that what what would they trade out of that pick the Packers are trading with the Bears. Pick,
2: they trade out of that pick or, you know, they keep one of them and they take they're like, We really want Marvin Harrison to play with Justin Fields, Ohio <laughs> State Connecticut. I
1: understand. All I'm saying is if you're one or two Uh, and you have a quarterback, you're trading that pick more than likely for some team that's willing to give you a crap load to go get a quarterback. And my point is, if you're the Packers, you're not trading with the Bears to go up there. There's no way. any Vikings won't either. I mean, they're not going to—well, I shouldn't say that. It's the Bears. Anything's possible. But if I were the Bears, I wouldn't trade Caleb Williams or May to any team in my division. Like, it's going to have to come from outside of my conference.
2: Okay, so let's say you've you've seen this offensive line, right? Yep. Let's say and I don't even want to I don't even want to say this. Let's say something happens to Jordan Love and Sean Clifford goes out there. I know Blog Nation, you know, Cheese Nation thinks Sean Clifford can play. As a guy with eyeballs that's watched Penn State. Yep. I could tell you he can't play. I'm football. with you. Let's say they let's say they win three games. And this is just this is just me putting you in Goots's shoes and I want to know what you think he would do. I'm not saying this is gonna happen. The Packers could still win the NFC North, right? The Lions haven't won this division since 92. Things look good now. Packers no, could easily think, rattle off a bunch of them. I
1: don't think so. Would they they, they take, can't stay healthy. They I doubt take it. Would
2: Drake May if he was there?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or Caleb Williams if they're that bad. Sure. Yeah. Listen, Goody, I mean, we haven't figured this out. He doesn't have a Lions to anybody. Like, he, he this, this is not, uh oh, I'm going to be, like, Ted had alliance to everybody. Oh, here, dial driver, here's a bunch of extra more money at the end of your career. Like, that that's not who this dude is, man. This dude is about getting the best talent he feels he could get and then watching them grow together. The reason he didn't go get veterans is because he wants his young guys to get the experience, and yeah, okay, we won't be good this year. But we'll be better for it in two or three years by pl- getting through this year together. And what you said... Uh, is interesting, because for me, I'm a Colts fan too, y'all know this, Richardson's hurt again, this could be his whole career, Uh, so he's out four to eight weeks, well guess what? A better quarterback gets to play now, in and they may end up being a playoff team because of it. Instead of having some garbage quarterback after Richardson, you suck, then you get Marvin Harrison Jr. to go with Richardson, and go with Pittman, and go with Jonathan Taylor, and this offense is in. Is unbelievable if they can keep Richardson healthy. Instead, they're going to go win nine games now or something like that, be in the middle uh, to the back part of the draft, get bounced in the first round of the playoffs if they make it, because that division's up for grabs right now. Uh, and, And then who knows what happens. But... But again, it's it's that oh we got to get a good veteran backup. Well, your veteran backup is better than your rookie. As far as moving the ball and doing what he does, this team very well can win 9 games and screw up the opportunity to get Marvin Harrison's son, uh, in a Colts uniform. That that that's what irritates me. And again, short term it's great as a Colts fan, you get to see a playoff game probably, but long term you screwed yourself out of having one of the best young wide receiver prospects ever.
2: What what I'm saying is like in and- he said good has no you know he's he doesn't have any allegiance to nope. anybody no nope. well it's i'm always told like yeah you're you're not a uh, packer fan you're a rogers fan blah 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 no i'm a packer fan but here's what i'm saying man like um i'm a Cub fan and and it's, it's a rebuild every single year and it's not fun The the one thing that i always have to look forward to notre dame chokes like i told you they would on my birthday right uh, yeah. By the way, Louis can we go
1: back to that real quick before you move on? What and was your What was your reasoning for Hartman not playing well?
2: Well, I mean, like Hartman's not an NFL quarterback. People have been talking about him like he's Drake May. He's not. But wasn't the, the offensive wasn't the offensive his line the issue? Oh my God! You got to go back and watch that game. Even oh, the left I watched That I always talk about Joel, oh, who's going to yeah. be a first round pick. Uh-huh. He was on his ass the entire game. I know Hartman's I watched ear it. was bleeding. It was the first drive of the game, yep. and I was like, oh, they're so screwed. And his ear was bleeding. And Louisville just has him figured out. And I told you coming into the – I told everybody, I said, Sam Hartman's going to have a three-pick game. Does it come against USC? Does it come against, you know, uh, Duke or Louisville? And it came against Louisville. So that's just what I come to expect every year. I'll defend Sam Hartman because I think he's a good dude. I think he's going to be a really good backup in in the league if that's what he wants to do. Maybe he, maybe he doesn't want to play football. I, I think that he probably does. But, yeah, he's not like Drake May, Caleb Williams. But, yeah, I got to defend him in that one, man, because the wide receivers, and we knew this going into the season, they got two of them back. Their best wide receiver is Chris Tyree, who was a running back last year. They converted him to wide receiver. So they can't throw outside the numbers. The tight end's good, Mitchell Evans, but just they don't have the weapons. They don't have the horses. Now, and I just think how... the coaching, hold the on coaching a staff's bad.
1: Listen to how you talk what? about your boy Hartman at Notre Dame and then go back and listen about Love and the Packers. What's the difference? I, I mean, both offensive lines weren't Sam good. Hartman, both
2: guys threw three Sam Hartman's picks. A better college, Sam Hartman is, here's a hot take for you. Sam Hartman's a better college quarterback than Jordan Love was. No, no, is, no I'm not talking not. about college. We're Sam Sam talking Hartman Hartman about this last weekend. ACC.
1: No, 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 no. We're talking about this last weekend. They both threw three picks. They both didn't have good offensive line play. But your take on Love was completely different than your take on Hartman.
2: I've just been watching Jordan Love since since Utah. I'm you I don't want a, Jordan Love I, I at all. You. He's been on a bench yeah. for three years. What's like, I don't understand. I said that LaFleur really, really sucked and he needs to be better. I said Elton Jenkins sucked, and I said Jordan Love played terrible. Jordan Love did play terrible. I I didn't say like cut Jordan Love, trade Jordan Love. You didn't say Hartman played
1: it. you didn't say Hartman played terrible.
2: Uh no, oh Hartman was not good in that game. No, I was just defending him like he, he wasn't the reason they lost that game. The, the play calling, dude, they scored 14 points against Ohio State at home, and Ohio State's defense is good, but at home in that game, I mean, their OC, uh, they, they're missing Tommy Reese, which is, is sad to say, but they did not, they're cheap. They didn't want to spend any money. Um, but yeah, like I'll say this, okay, so Sam Hartman isn't good enough to win Notre Dame a national championship. That was proved this weekend. Right, so and that was the hope when he
1: point. transferred in, wasn't that the hope that he could get him over the hump?
2: Yeah, maybe that he could get him over the hump, and he didn't do it. So it's like now I cheer for them to beat USC because I hate USC. I want them to beat all the teams that I hate and get into a nice bowl game, and then he rides off into the sunset and we never see him again. And then hopefully they get like a five star they could see over the line of scrimmage because Sammy Hartman's way too small. Like that's the other thing. Like he was trying to climb the pocket. You put those six three, six four defensive ends. That's why he can't be a pro. The small quarterback thing. Like yeah, they could work out. I like Bryce. I like Russ Wilson. Aaron Rodgers wasn't six five, but there is something to it, man. Especially now with these defensive ends, these dudes are monsters. Back in the day, you know when the smaller quarterbacks like Steve Young were rolling, and even Russ, like a lot of these defensive ends, these guys are basketball players now, man. Six five, six foot six, they put their yep. big ass arms in the air. Like Sam Hartman was just getting balls batted down at the line of scrimmage. He's just too little. And, and I'm, it's okay to admit that. Like, I love Sam Hartman. I like Jordan Love. I think they're both really good dudes, so I cheer for them. I'm loyal to my team. But at the end of the day, it's like now I already am thinking about Notre Dame next season. So I feel, so, yeah, so I'm already thinking about like, I want a five star. I want somebody that could see over the line of scrimmage. And I want to win these games that we lose every freaking year since 1929. I want to beat Ohio State. And if Sam Hartman was coming back and there was a five star behind him, even though I love Sam Hartman, and the kid was better, I'd want him benched. So what I'm saying is, I don't want to live in mediocrity and win six, seven games the next couple years, right? I don't want to be what the Steelers are these days in the AFC. Oh, hey, well, we're in the playoffs. I either want it to be bad, and you get Drake May, or I want them to be good, and Jordan Love to be the real deal. Because I am, Drake May, I feel about Drake May the way that I felt about Justin Herbert. Everybody's talking about Caleb, and Caleb's probably going to be awesome. He's, The Mahomes comps are crazy, but Caleb is going to be awesome. He's probably going to win an MVP if, if, you know, he is what he should be. But I think Drake Mays can't miss. I don't know. Like, going to be awesome.
1: I I don't know about this whole Caleb Williams love. I mean, I get it. I watched that game the other night that went to double overtime. I think I went to bed at two in the morning uh, watching him escape uh, the jaws of defeat against Arizona. I mean, he's he's a nice player, don't get me wrong. I, I, I tend to lean with you. I think maybe May might be the better pro. I don't know. We'll see. The one thing about Williams is, though, again, you can get out and run a little bit. He can make the make the big play down uh, downfield, and I get all of that. I just don't know. I don't know. I, I guess I have my issues and my question marks as far as where he ends up. Because let's say he ends up in Arizona with the Cardinals, right? Let's say he goes to the Cardinals. W- what does that look like with what they have currently?
2: I think anywhere he goes, he's going to win games. I think he's like, uh, I think he's the next big thing. I think Drake May, Caleb Williams, or can't miss. All the other dudes, kind of 50-50. Yeah. I love them, in, you know, like the Penix and, you know, Bo Nix. I I don't really want, but I would kill for Drake May. And that's not me saying, like, Jordan Love sucks or he's going to suck. I hope this team wins 10-11 games. We get into the playoffs. We win the Super Bowl. It's just I don't want to win six, seven games the next couple of years. Because what worries me, man, is that, when I looked at the schedule and I was like, okay, I like the Packers to win at least eight games. Th- these were the games I thought that they were going to win. I don't like the Saints. I know everybody thinks the Saints are a good football team. I disagree. I know the defense is pretty solid. I'm I'm not a Derek Carr guy. I've talked about this many, many times. Atlanta, I, I liked them coming into the year, but you you probably that's probably 50. They should have won that game. And then the Raiders. I know it's on the road Monday night football, but – like those were the games I was kind of highlighting that they were going to win. So now I look at the schedule. And yeah, but they
1: did beat the Saints. Remember, no, no, they, no, yeah. they beat mean, the Saints. Just, yeah, they beat them. Saints, now, the Atlanta no, no, game, my, I agree. They screwed that up in the fourth quarter. They had that game won for three quarters. I mean, realistically, they very well could be 3-2 and two right now. Or, if you want to go the other way, they could very well be 1-4 if the Saints kicker doesn't miss that kick.
2: Yeah, yeah. Saints victory. Um, I was talking Atlanta. Obviously, talking about this uh, past week as well right. against the Raiders, and then the game against Detroit, I kind of like expected that. that's what I meant to say, Detroit, because yep. I figured if as good as Detroit is, I figured you could maybe split. I, I figured you could probably you know get one at your place, one at theirs, or vice versa. And just it wasn't that they lost the game to the Lions. Lions are a good football team. it was just the way that they lost. You know it looked like crap. And then you had extra time to prepare against a bad Raiders team, and it looked like crap again. So, you know, hopefully Jordan Love plays much better, and we don't even have to talk about this. I'm just saying, if it's going to be bad, I want one of those guys. I want Drake Mayer, Caleb Williams. I don't think that's me being like no. a Jordan Love hater, is it? No, I mean, I get it. <laughs> right. I mean, if Aaron, dude, if Aaron Rodgers was, I, I said that last two years, I was like, Ravens want to call us and say, hey, here's Lamar Jackson. We'll take the last couple of years of Aaron Rodgers. I would have done that in a heartbeat. Joe Burrow, heartbeat. Justin Herbert, heartbeat. I want the young dude. That's the that's the thing. Like, I don't want to just uh, try to see what we have in Jordan Love the next four years. I want the dude where it's, hey, I'm 99.9% sure this yeah. guy's going to be really, really freaking good.
1: I want to know what they're going to do contract-wise with Jordan Love, right? Um, because I think they de- do depending <laughs> on what happens this year... If you're good and you're like, okay, I think I've got a really good uh, young wide receivers. I like good my good young tight ends that are going to develop throughout the year. Once he gets to the offseason then, then it's going to be okay. So now what? Do I give Jordan Love another three years and roll the dice that I'm right, that this offense is going to get better every year as these guys get more experience of playing together? Uh, Or do I possibly think about possibly blowing this up uh, and doing something else at the quarterback position? I think Jordan Love gets an extension pretty much regardless of what happens this year. uh, Unless, you know, he throws three picks every week. Okay, and then obviously that probably doesn't happen. But if he plays like he did the first four weeks uh, and the rest of the year, then I I think he gets an extension of, you know, two or three years, whatever the case may be. Uh, And then they see how this offense gels together because more than likely... It's going to be a rookie left tackle next year on this Packers team. You are going to have rookie running backs on this team next year, and it's going to be some more growing pains to go along with that. The nice thing is, the quarterback, the tight ends, and the wide receivers all will have at least played one season together, provided they can stay healthy.
2: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, like, that's why. Yeah, it, Jordan Love. He's not like inheriting inheriting the best situation, unfortunately, but he should be. Yeah, but he it's should awful. be like inheriting a top-ten defense, which we predicted last season, and all these great pieces, and right now it just doesn't look great. That's why I, it's tough, because I have no idea if any of these guys are any good. They're the youngest team in the league. And nobody knows if they're any good. So, And I'll tell you the um, other thing
1: that happened, too. I brought this up with the last Curtis lock. Christian Watson was his Devontae Adams uh, in that game. He was. He, he was bound to determine to hit a... A long shot to, to Christian Watson, no matter what happened. I'm going to get him the ball. Then he does get him the ball. Then at the end, Watson, or Love, even said after the game that, he goes, I was making a play. I was trying to win the game. That's that hero ball stuff. And that's that, that Brett-like stuff uh, that we talk about that he's got in him. He's got a little bit of that mentality of, I'm going to win this but, thing one way or the other.
2: Yeah, but like, and again, all due respect here, but like we're talking about Aaron and Brett and, Brett
1: no, but the men- but the mentality. I'm not saying physically he's Brett. I'm saying know, the mentality that, of I'm gonna know, make this ball get to where I want it to get. Aaron no, really know. never did I, that. But Brett would he throw a ball? you be like, what the hell are you trying to do? And for, then other times he throw for, make a throw, and you're like what the, oh, all right, it worked out, it's okay. I, I think there's going to be some of that with Jordan Love where he's going to make a throw, and you're like, what the hell? And then it's going to work. And then a lot of times he's going to make a throw, and you're like, what are you doing, man? And he's going to be, oh, I didn't see it, or I thought I could make it in there. That That's the type of stuff you're going to deal with.
2: But, like, in, in one thing that I think is a little overplayed with Brett, like, yeah, he never knew how to read a defense, and he was always just out there just, you know, slinging, throwing the deep ball. Yep. Yeah, he was always slinging, but, like the, uh, like, the really bad picks, that came later on in this career. You know what I mean? Like, when the Packers were rolling in the 90s, like Leroy's squad, like, Brett wasn't just going out there like hero ball. Like, he wasn't, like, was that 2005, like, the, before McCarthy got there? Right. Like, that was when Favre was just out there, like, you know, Jordan at the end of his career with the Wizards, just, like, trying to pad some stats and just playing hero ball, effort ball. Right now, Jordan Love has to play within the offense. Even Patrick Mahomes had to play within Andy Reid's offense. And that's why, you know, like, the um, after, like, the teams, all the defenses adjusted and started playing more, covered, like, the two high shell, the, the two safety looks. Right. You know, Mahomes had a lot of that in him, too. And and Andy Reid had to sit him down and be like, look, guy, you know, you get, maybe that's – and, like, I always joke, it, it was because they had to pay him. But with, like, Tyreek, that's probably half of the reason they traded him, because they're like, man, yeah, it's great but you've got to take the underneath stuff, man, because the deep ball, like nobody's hitting that in the league anymore, you know? Um, so that's, that's the other thing. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's, it's too tough. It's too hard to tell or too early to tell. I'm not going to overreact. I'm just saying two bad performances um, in a row and uh, you had some extra time to prepare. So just want to see something good here the next couple weeks. And it's not all on Jordan love. i more on Matt Lafleur right now than Jordan Love for me. Yep. Lafleur, Lafleur's the guy that's been there. You know what I mean? Like, he's the guy that's supposed to have a clue. He's supposed to be the guy with some brains leading all these kids. But coming into the season, you know, I just I don't think he was thrilled for this. Um, you go from coaching Aaron Rodgers and Devonte Adams and this team that could potentially win a Super Bowl every year to, you know, the Sour Patch Kids.
1: Pretty much. Yep. And it's a long road to home. <laughs> now, if they come out on the other side. Uh, and they're winning divisions again, and they're in conference championships and so forth. He's going to look unbelievably well under this whole thing. And so will Goot if, if they come out on the other side. There's a chance they come out on the other side and they're both fired. So we're going to have to wait and see how it all plays out. Ryan Horvath, catch him on BetMGM tonight, each and every night during the week with Trister Crick and Nick Ashu. Follow him on Twitter at Ryan Horvath. You can follow me at Sparky Radio. Enjoy the rest of your day. And don't forget, download this on your Odyssey app or if you download your favorite podcast ad. Have a good one. Toodles!